Hello, and welcome back once again to the California Work Comp Report. This is the first episode of a two-part series where we are speaking to Mr. Dan Anders, Chief Compliance Officer of Tower MSA out in Chicago, Illinois, about the world of Medicare set-asides. That's what MSA stands for. And how MSAs work in the world of California workers' comp. Well, Dan, thanks again um, for joining us today. And <clears throat> before we get started, we're going to be talking about Medicare set-asides, um, something I know in workers' comp out here in California, I've heard more and more about uh, last five to 10 years. Um, and I would say now about every third um, settlement that I hear about from patients or attorneys, they're talking Medicare set-asides. So I think this podcast is long overdue. But um, I'm curious as to like, where you came from and how you got uh, mixed up in the Medicare set aside. So tell us a little bit about your journey today. I'm curious. It, it was a dream since childhood to do Medicare <laughs> I knew set aside. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it literally landed on my desk. So um, uh, after graduating law school, I started at a law firm here in Chicago. And uh, they, between the time I was hired and before I passed the bar, they needed something to do with me. Uh, so they threw all this stuff on my desk. And this dates back to 2003 um, wow. and said, well, we started kind of dabbling in these Medicare set-asides, uh, but uh, we need to do more on it. And our clients want us to do more. So can you keep working this up and figure out how to do these things? So um I looked into it, I had no idea, I had never dealt with anything like this before. And frankly, it was still learning work comp and uh, having to learn Medicare was a whole nother thing and what was going on with that. And um, I learned how to do it and uh, did it as kind of a side job, uh, being a defense attorney, doing work comp for about six years, uh, and then uh, started doing it full time. Um, at a prior company uh, as their compliance officer working on Medicare set-aside. So that, that's that's essentially how I got involved in, in working on these kind of odd creatures. So so if I were, um, I'm an injured worker, I don't know much about this, or I'm a doctor yeah. and I occasionally hear about it, or maybe I'm even your mom. <laughs> how, how do you explain what a Medicare set-aside is and what it's supposed to do? Yeah, no, it, it's this is one of those things that when my wife and I are at parties and somebody asks me what I do for a living, she's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't do get that. Going. They won't be they won't want to be our friends. They'll just, walk away <laughs> just to go to the bar or do something. <laughs> um, no, the kind of the, the easiest way that I explain it is um, while well, you need a little. I think most people understand a bit about workers' compensation. You get injured at work and you'll get compensation from your employer as a result of that injury. So you just basically, when I explain this, I add on to that. So if you happen to be someone who is a Medicare beneficiary, um, then the federal government requires you to allocate a portion of your settlement to pay for your future medical care so that Medicare doesn't have to foot the bill uh, to pay for medical care that's related to your injury. So I think most people get that, like, okay, well, yeah, the taxpayer shouldn't be paying for medical care from your work injury because there's a work comp plan or your employer is out there with the ability to pay. Mm -hmm. And who invented this system? I mean, that that's a head scratcher too. Like who came up with this idea? When was it born? Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Genius. No, it, 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 it has a... Uh, uh, 
I know that depending on who you talk to, you get different answers to it. But uh, essentially, I, mid to late 1990s, Medicare, um, and you'll see me say interchangeably as we discuss this, Medicare or more CMS is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Mm-hmm. They oversee the program. Um, they uh, started really saying to work comp attorneys and settling parties that they're going to start denying payment for medical care that's related to your injury, or they're going to come back for reimbursement. So everyone started getting much more concerned about this. And actually, my understanding is it wasn't it, it wasn't developed by Medicare itself, but it was developed by attorneys um, settling cases who said, okay, well, let's figure out how much of our of this settlement should be set aside uh, to pay for that future medical care. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's how it developed informally. And then in, in 2001, uh, CMS issued a memo, it's called the Battelle Memo, that formalized a process in which Medicare would review these things. Um, so you could send it into them and they would say, okay, well, it's fine, or say, no, we think there should be more. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, was Medicare a willing participant in this? So they sort of got dragged into it or dragged work comp into it? What was the... Yeah, good question. Um, no, they're a willing participant. Okay. Uh, uh, now, I think, may, well, I should say they probably got pushed into it to some extent because people were putting these things into their settlements. And I think um, attorneys were going to them saying, well, is this sufficient? You know, we're putting in whatever dollar amount or is this okay for my clients? So what was requested at the time was for Medicare to go ahead and say, okay, if we approve this, give a stamp of approval on this dollar amount, that if that money runs out, then you can come back to Medicare and we'll pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so which cases, when we're thinking about Medicare set aside, I mean, obviously not every case is eligible. Mm-hmm. And what what cases are selected or is a case selected whether or not the participant and injured worker wants to be in the Medicare set aside? Um, so you start from um, typically you're looking at a applicant who's a Medicare beneficiary or, uh-huh. or close to becoming one. So okay. a Medicare beneficiary, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at someone who's 65 or older or they're on Medicare because they're on Social Security disability, okay. uh, or someone who's be, who's getting close to being Medicare beneficiaries, so someone in their late 60s, or someone uh, that you know hasn't hasn't gone through the waiting period yet for Social Security disability. So that's kind of the the first step you have to get to. Um, and the second step then is okay. You, you say this person probably needs an MSA in their settlement. Is it the right time to get one? You know, if they've are just going to undergo a surgery, well, that's probably not the best time to do it. Sure. Um, or if they started with a new physician and they're trying out different medications, probably not either. It's designed for uh, individuals who are at, at MMI. Okay. Um, and if you if you don't, which we have people who do it, <laughs> that if they're not at MMI, it can cause problems because. How Medicare looks at it is you're coming to us and saying that the medical care that you have going on right now is likely the medical care that you're going to need for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they do is they lock in treatment, like past patterns of treatment, they lock in medications. Um, so if you're on some pricey medications right now, 
um, which perhaps are not long-term, but they're there right now when we're doing the MSA, well, then those are locked in for life. And that might essentially make the MSA so high that they can't even settle the case as a result. So so when someone um, or the parties agree to an MSA, the money that's transferred over to Medicare, is it a lump sum or is it payments that an insurance company makes over some type of structured agreement? How does the money get in there? So good question. Um, so none of the money goes to Medicare. Um, how the system was set up initially and still is, mm-hmm. um, and, and I should kind of back up to what the MSA is. We kind of talked about it being created, but there's really three components to it. So you've got uh, the allocation of future medical care, uh, mm-hmm. which typically that's done. At least we do them. We have nurses review uh, past medical records, uh, physician um, recommendations in terms of what that future medical care will look like. Then that's allocated out over that person's life expectancy. Then the second component is how you fund that MSA. So you can fund it either as a lump, let's just say it's $50,000 everything goes into $50,000. Or you can structure it where you put a seed amount in for $10,000 right now. Mm-hmm. And then an annuity is purchased, uh, say for the remaining $40,000 with payments out over that person's lifetime, whatever, or life expectancy, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And the third component is how that MSA is administered. So, okay, you've got the MSA, you've got the money. Um, what do you do with it when you have the money come in? Well, you can either just keep it yourself if you're the applicant um, and uh, you can just take that 50,000 or if it's structure, whatever it may be, you go to the doctor, you go to the pharmacy and you say, I'm gonna pay it out of this. Or there's professional administration companies that will hold the funds and essentially act much like um, an insurance carrier would because they're going to pay the bills. Uh, they get discounts, uh, mm. prescription drugs. Uh, they can make sure that payments are made pursuant to fee schedule. Um, so that's that's how it looks um, in terms of how that, I'm, I'm trying to think what your original question was, like, uh, what, <laughs> how it looks in terms of that. Uh, yeah, the money being handled and transferred, sure. Yeah, yeah, so nothing goes to Medicare and um, you know that's, um, that's how it's done. Now, a, a minimal amount of money, does the claim have to be worth a certain amount in settlement to, to do this? What's, what's the cutoff? So, um, there's no cutoff in terms of getting an MSA and putting on the settlement. There is a cutoff at getting Medicare to review it. Um, mm-hmm. So to get Medicare to review it, you got to be a Medicare beneficiary and your settlement must exceed 25000 mm-hmm. or you have, have to have a reasonable expectation of being a Medicare uh, recipient within the next 30 months, and your settlement has to be above 250000 in that case. So essentially, there's two thresholds at getting Medicare to, to review it. Okay. Now, so let's say like I'm a younger uh, person, I have a work comp claim on my lungs. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's going to be progressive, maybe not. Like let's maybe say, you know, pulmonary fibrosis or something. And I'm 25, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've got a Medicare set aside and my funds run out. Now I need a lung transplant. What's, how does that look? So in terms of the MSA, well, you're a younger guy, 
mm-hmm. that you know is on social security disability or, or close to it and then sure. you're probably if not then you're not even doing dealing with an msa in terms of the msa the question in my mind is going to be is that possibility of a lung transplant known at the time the case settles you know when sure. we're doing the msa yeah. um if it is then we would probably allocate that in the msa okay. if not and we've allocated for a lower amount, what happens then is, well, obviously those funds would be gone in an instant uh, with that type of a procedure. Uh, Medicare steps in and pays. So that's that's the deal with Medicare is uh, they essentially take on the risk as long as you give them something. Um, you know, look at what the medical care is now. What is, what's the reasonable expectation of medical care? put that money aside, knowing that it could be higher, it could be lower, and they take on that risk. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Medicare set-asides, visit towermsa.com. And as always, to learn more about California Workers' Comp and RateFast, the service that helps you write your Workers' Comp impairment reports, visit us at rate-fast.com.